this is Joe and TJ with another episode of our One Thing series. Our desire is that our One Thing series truly helps you to lead better and grow faster. Every month on our podcast, we feature a great guest always on the topic of leadership and we blast it out to you from the schoolhouse302.com. Thank you, TJ. Please share this with other leaders you know that are looking and craving to get better. Thank you. So here we are with our guest, Neen James. Thank you for being here, Neen. Welcome to the show. G'day. What a privilege it is to serve your listeners. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of the important work that you're doing. Absolutely. This month, we are incredibly um, focused on a powerful topic on focus and producing results that people desire. And we're very excited to have Neen on our podcast. Our podcast features a great leader who provides key insight into our leadership topic for our particular month, Neen's background in learning and her strategies to help people stay focused, pay attention, avoid distractions, that all can be implemented by any leader is what truly has attracted TJ and I to your work. Um, so we're thrilled that you're here. TJ, why don't you tell our audience a little more about Neen? Sure thing, Joe. Thanks. Our guest this month is Neen James. Neen is the author of Folding Time and her latest book, Attention Pays, which are both available in bookstores around the world. Over the past two decades, Neen has been advising some of the coolest companies in the world, including Viacom, Comcast, Paramount Pictures, and even the FBI, all on how to improve their strategic planning, communication, and leadership development. When she is not speaking on stage, you might find her on the back of a Harley Davidson. Originally from Sydney, Australia, now a proud new U.S. citizen, speaker, author, and insanely slow runner, she told us to say that. We are very <laughs> grateful to have Neen on the show today. Okay, Neen, so let's talk about this idea of extreme focus and the ability to do things that matter most. We realize that paying attention is actually a skill and the ability to know what to focus on is paramount to success. We also recognize that our world is filled with distractions. You talk about tough choices like saying no or identifying what truly matters and even knowing ourselves and our unique qualities. You present your material and concepts in a very straightforward and relatable manner, which is truly appreciated by leaders. So let's dig in. How can leaders develop the ability to pay greater attention to those things that matter most in their organization? We want to hear anything that you might say about staying focused, paying attention, and the impact that it has on success and relationships. You know, I think what's happening is we have this crazy idea that we can manage time and it's not true. You can't manage time. Time's going to happen whether you like it or not. You and I both get 1,440 minutes in a day. So it doesn't matter what you or I do, the time's going to happen because time is the great equalizer. We can't manage time, but we can manage our attention and leaders need to realize that they have full control over who deserves your attention, what deserves their attention and how they're going to pay attention in the world. 
So let's make that practical. It is my advice to every executive that I work with, every leader, every entrepreneur, every student, that you need to invest 15 minutes on a daily basis to do what I call prioritize your priorities. Now, this is a really strategic appointment you have with yourself. It's only 15 minutes, but here's what I'd love you to do. In those 15 minutes, I want you to focus your attention and think about what are your three not negotiable activities. So before your head hits the pillow tonight, what are three things that you can do that will get you closer to the achievement of your goals? It doesn't matter whether you are a leader of a company, a pastor of a church, or a principal of a school. That 15-minute appointment with yourself is a very strategic investment of your attention. I believe we all need systems of attention. And when we become intentional with our attention, that's when we get these big results. That's fantastic. I mean, thank you so much for actually providing a how-to. Our listeners, they, they crave that sort of uh, suggestions and so forth. One follow up to that. Is there a way that, and this is something that struck us with your work, that people can start to really identify what those non-negotiables are? And that's something oh my gosh, we found such that- a great question. Yeah, yes. we just found some people struggle with knowing what the right non-negotiables are. We call this prioritizing your priorities. Now, let's think about this. If you are in a corporation, chances are you probably have a performance review. That performance review is probably based on some objectives that you need to achieve. They become very easy for you to understand what your priorities are because what you're being measured on is what you need to demonstrate. So if you're fortunate to have a performance review as part of your role, the first thing you can do is look at what are those objectives that you need to achieve as an individual, as a leader within the company. If you are the chairman of a board, chances are your board has agreed on a strategy of certain objectives and focus areas you want the company or the organization to be focused on. That's your priorities. If you are a pastor in a church, you have certain things you want to do for your congregation. They are your objectives. If you are a student, you have certain curriculum you must achieve in order for you to be able to be successful. These are your priorities. I think what happens is that we give our attention away to so many things. Many people that I work with, they're suffering from what I've named in my book, the over trilogy, meaning they're overwhelmed, they're overstressed and they're overtired. And it's very easy to get distracted when we're in this over state. And so we waste our time on social media, we procrastinate, we don't make good choices about what we eat, where we spend our time, where we give our focus, who deserves our focus. And so we have to get very, very clear on what we want to be the results and then what do we need to do to make ourselves successful. You see, when you really think about it, this is a long game that we all play, but we're so focused on the short game. And I think what's happening is we think, let's take, let's take an example of, say, food choices, right? You know, that extra pizza that you have today and that extra ice cream and those fabulous tasting things that are really naughty, but they taste amazing. They don't have any effect on you today. But what those little decisions do is they have an effect on you. If you keep doing that same thing over and over, they have an effect in like, say, six weeks time or six months time. All these little times we give our attention away to other people, we waste these minutes, we never get these minutes back. So attention and choosing how you invest your attention 
moment by moment has long-term impact. And so I think what we need to do when we prioritize our priorities, we've got to choose what do we want to be able to look back and celebrate? What do we want to look back and say that was success? So when you define what success looks like for you, for your organization, for your team, for yourself, you can then reverse engineer that. For me, for example, one of the things that I've done is I've decided that every day I will focus on my spiritual, relational, physical, financial, and educational goals. So let me give you those five again. Spiritual, relational, physical, financial, and educational. And I'm sure if people will go to the Schoolhouse 302 blog, they will see so many topics related to this very conversation. And so what I'm doing is I have these goals they're pasted in front of me. They're above my computer. They're uh, on my phone. I carry them with me so that I know what my priorities really are because there are so many ways we could waste our time and attention and everybody wants your attention. So think about life in moments, making the most of those small decisions, those small choices that lead to a much bigger result. Thank you, Neen. That's incredible. I, I love what you said that we don't get minutes back. That's powerful, mm -hmm. very powerful. And then adding so much detail to that answer. We appreciate that. Let's hop into our five one things leadership questions. Who is one person or group who you follow for either knowledge or inspiration? And where could we find them? One of my first mentors who later became my business partner, who is now a very dear friend, is a gentleman by the name of Matt Church. He's one of the top 25 speakers in the world. He's based in Australia, and he's the chairman and founder of an organization called Thought Leaders Global. I would highly recommend people check out what Thought Leaders is doing. They have a phenomenal business school anything that Matt Church writes. He's put all his books for free as download free PDFs, which is incredible. He is a true global thought leader. That's great. Uh, Neen, can you give us like an example of, for just for our listeners to dig in of a topic that Matt Church might cover or that Thought Leaders Global um, might cover just so our listeners know what they might be getting into if they go visit that? Yeah, he has a really, he has so many great uh, tools that are available through the books that he's created. But what he's really great at is how do you make the most of your ideas? If you are an entrepreneur, for example, how do you sell your intellectual property? If you are a leader within an organization, how do you best represent the ideas of your company to others? So he has a fantastic ability to share your ideas in the world, to commercialize them, to create visuals for them, to position them. Um, he is brilliant reading for anyone who wants to share their idea with the world. Thank you. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, something that I think our listeners will love and probably something that Joe and I should look into for ourselves and for our business. So we appreciate that. We always learn so much from the podcast on a personal standpoint, as much as we are sharing with the world. So we appreciate it. Our second one thing series question is, what's one thing that people should try to do on a regular basis that might make the difference in their day or life? You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say pay attention to someone you care about. Now, to me, that looks like thanking people, everyone who helps you, the barista who makes your coffee, the person who opens your door, the security guard who lets you in, pay attention to people and give them your undivided attention every single day. I mean, that sounds so simple. 
And yet that's so difficult with the world mm-hmm. of distraction that we mm-hmm. live in. I don't know how often I've gone up to a line in Starbucks or, or Dunkin' Donuts with my phone and barely paid attention to anyone tethered um, to my cell phone. So it's great advice and, and it makes us be really reflective of what's going on around us. So thank you. What's one thing that you want to know or be able to do that you don't already? I want to be funnier. I want to think funny. <laughs> do you know people that you know who think funny? Like I have a friend, Christine Cashin, she thinks in puns. Like whenever you're with her, she's got like a thousand different funny things. I have another friend, Tammy Evans, and she is hysterical and they think funny. So I'd love to be a person who thinks funny. It's genius, right? I mean, it's creative genius at its best. Yeah. Like, it's these funny people. They're just, they, they're witty, they're smart, they're quick. It's just yeah. incredible. I love it. <laughs> so do we. What's um, one thing that led to or continues to support your growth as a leader that others might be able to replicate? Be energetic. You know, one thing people always tell me is, you know, they love my energy or how, how do you have so much energy or you have so much energy? You know, I hear this every day, right? But I think that as a leader, your energy is contagious. You set the tone for your team. If you're excited about something, the team can't help but be intrigued by that. And then your energy is contagious. I believe people need to grow their energy. And I'm not trying to make it all woo-woo. I think you're so responsible for the energy you bring to a room, to a conversation, to a meeting, to a presentation. And so what I'd love people to do is think about how can you be more energetic? It might mean you have to take better care of your health. It might mean you need more sleep. It might need that you, you might need to be more positive in your outlook, but be energetic because your energy is contagious. I mean, just to follow up on that, do you think that really is just a decision? Like if people just decide I'm going to be more energetic, that's where it starts. Yes. Yes, because here's my thought. You know that my book is all about attention and how attention pays. And in the book, one of the big differentiator in my message with everyone else who's talking about focus and productivity is I believe in intentional attention. You get to choose. You choose consciously, you act deliberately, and you invest transformationally. This is absolutely a choice. Thank you. And then... No, we agree. I, I, I often hear people wanting the how, which we appreciate, but sometimes it just is a matter of making a decision and you'll figure out the how, but you have the to how start. is decide. I mean, decide yeah. when you wake up in the morning, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to choose to bring a great energy to every person I meet, every conversation I'm in. I am going to choose to bring a positive energy and upbeat approach to everything. I'm going to bring kindness. These are all things that reflect your energy level. It's absolutely a decision. Thank you for that. Neem. What's one thing that you used to think that you don't anymore? Oh, this was such a great question. And I gave it some thought when I saw it. 
You know, I used to think you had to be super polished. You know, when I'd see these big, I, my profession is keynote speaking, as you probably know, and I'd see these people and they look so polished. Everything looks so perfect on the stage. And so I thought I had to be the same thing. I thought I had to be polished and perfect. And what I realized is what my clients were buying is they wanted my energy, my authenticity, my engagement, my fun, my, my spirit, my childlike curiosity on the stage. And what I realized realized was that my version of polished and professionalism is fun and fabulous and I just had to make the transition and when I did my audiences loved it more my clients loved it more and I had more fun that's great so I mean what's nice there is it's just about fun I mean it, it, then yeah. it's, it's cyclic right so you bring the energy to it it doesn't have to be polished you can kind of mess it up or make it messy and and recover from it and it it might even um, lower your stress and anxiety about the things that you're doing. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, because when I'm preparing to serve a client and serve the audience, whether it's 10 people in a boardroom or 1,000 people in a boardroom, I'm having the time of my life now because I'm not anxious about am I saying the perfect word? Am I being in the perfect position? Am I having the perfect gesture and all that crazy that I thought, you know, early in my speaking career, I thought that's what was important. And what I realized is when I stand in service of an audience and I am absolutely authentically 100% myself and the best version of that, I have more fun, the audience has more fun, and the client is happier. That's, that's insightful. It's profound. It's simple. And there you have it. I mean, it's a fantastic interview. I mean, a lot of simple strategies, but but very deep. Um, our audience is going to enjoy that for sure. That's always the key to this. We always say that leadership might be complex, but it certainly doesn't have to be complicated. You showed that to us today. Nina, is there anything else that you would like to add today for our, for our listeners after such a great, you know, short interview, but a lot to distill from it? Do you have any other uh, thoughts to share as we wrap up? Just that I love the work you're doing at the Schoolhouse 302 blog, and I encourage people, if they're not immersed in your work, then definitely go there. There's so many great resources available. And just thank you both for all that you're doing in the world to really help leaders grow. Thank you so much for that. There you have it, another great podcast with a phenomenal leader on a specific topic. Don't forget to follow our blog, theschoolhouse302.com, for blog posts, podcasts, and video blogs, all on the topic of leadership. And we hope you enjoyed our One Thing series on how leaders can stay focused for great success in life and work. Neen, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a, a pleasure. My privilege. 